The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. Today is Friday, January 31st, and I'm joined for the back-to-back night with my good buddy Andrew Hansen to break down this nice seven-game card, man. How are you doing, Andrew? I feel like it's it's been so long, and it's only been, what, <laughs> good 24 just, hours? Just about 24 hours. We're back here again, and a lot can happen in 24 hours. We've got the All-Star Reserves announced, and we've got some snubs to talk about, like Booker, Beal, Levine. And then we've got a new All-Star Game format. So a lot of announcements here since we were last on the podcast. A lot can happen in 24 hours. So we do we do have a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting separation anxiety. Just in one day, man, I'm like, I got to jump back <laughs> on. I got I to gotta do this. Where's my buddy at? But, uh, yeah, we got, a lot, we got a lot to get to. So we got a little bit about, uh, we're going to you know jump in and talk to a little bit about tonight's state. Uh, you know, what stood out, guys we didn't have, some of the bigger lines, some of the guys we did have. And then we're going to jump into it. We got seven full games. Before we start anything, though, a nice quick shout out to our presenting sponsors at mybookie.ag. Doing some pretty wonderful things with these guys. Uh, you know, we're helping them out. They're kind of helping us with our hoop ball gaming as well. Gives us such an amazing platform that we can push. We can say, hey, take these picks that we love to give you. Go over there, make some money. Use promo code TODAY. That's T O D A Y at mybookie.ag. And they will match up to 50% of your deposit. Up to two thousand dollars, so you will get uh, a free grand if you deposit two grand. So it's it's free money you're playing with. Take advantage of it, use it, put it down on this Super Bowl. It's coming up in just a few days, Andrew. I don't know what you have planned. I'm gonna be on my bookie, make it some bets. But I know before I do anything that morning on that Super Bowl Sunday, I think you know what I'm doing first, Andrew. Uh, let's see. Probably listening to the podcast that Miles and I did. Well, that's. That's that. That's absolutely while, correct. While drinking your That's Hawaiian Alice Kona coffee. That's what I was waiting for, the plug right there. <laughs> right on cue, buddy. That's why That's why I miss you. That's why I always miss you. It's only been 24 hours I miss you, but you know exactly what I'm thinking. Yep. And I need to have that Hawaiian Alice Kona coffee in my blood. So I'll have that thing brewing bright and early, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning on, uh, on a nice Super Bowl Sunday. And I'm going to be listening to you, you and Miles give me some free money picks and I'm going to have a good day that day. So check them out, HawaiianIsles.com, or you can just go on Amazon to search up Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. You can holler them at Twitter, at HI Kona Coffee. Very easy to get a hold of, and I'm telling you guys, you will not be disappointed. It is good stuff. So, Andrew, talked a little bit. We're going to jump in. Uh, you know, what stood out to you about tonight's card, guys that you wish you had, guys you did have that panned out well for you, uh, and just overall, what do you think about this night card? So it's you know, ten twenty-two Eastern Standard Time. So, a few games about to start in a few minutes, though. Yeah, so it's it'll come down to what happens out in Denver because I took a lot of those guys that I thought were underpriced. I got a lot of Donovan Mitchell and Will Barton still to come, and so far I'd say it's just sort of a steady night because I, I got a lot of Bradley Beal. Unfortunately, I did not get Trey Young into my lineups, so I'm not going to be winning any of the big prizes tonight. But uh, you know, decent start here so far. Yeah, I'm, I kind of missed the boat on the Trey Young thing too. We uh, we didn't really touch on him too much, and it was just that defense, the Philly defense, we were worried about. But you know, this kid's one of those lights out scorers that we always have to take into account on every slate. There's a reason why he's priced at almost 10k. He can blow up. He's got that kind of scoring upside, and we've seen him put up these monster double doubles and uh, almost triple doubles plenty of times now. So. You know, a guy that we always have to keep on our radar. We can't be mad when we get beat by a guy that's 10K and you don't have him. You just take it off the chin and hope that you can still cash out pretty well with your guys. Probably not getting the nuts, though. Exactly. That's all <laughs> That's all good, man. As long as we're in that green, we're okay with it. We don't need to have the nuts every night. You know, you play you play to hit that nuts maybe a few times a season. Um, you'd be happy with one of them every two years. I would know I would. Listen, it's you know, even if you play every day, you've been playing DFS for a while, doesn't make coming across GPP wins happen, uh, you know, any, any more often. No, I mean, we got to, um, you know, just exactly like you said, take it on the chin. And uh, it's a good lesson, you know, if you're a tournament player, you're playing a bunch of lineups. He's just one of those guys you just can't leave out. I mean, if you're only playing a couple lineups, of course, you can fade him. But he is just he's got that phenomenal upside. So 
Um, yeah, tonight we didn't have him. Um, you had him a little bit, but um, yeah. Well, hey, we, the good thing is we get to get back after back after it right now for the Friday slate. Absolutely, man. We got a nice little another. It's been three good slates in a row. I wouldn't say good slates in terms of you know pricing and everything like that, but I would say good slates in terms of nice little six seven game cards. I think that's a nice wheelhouse. Uh, modest, but enough where you can kind of differentiate yourself if you need to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's just jump right into this then. So we got we're gonna go first game of the night, seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Toronto Raptors traveling to Detroit take on the Pistons. Uh, you know, we got a few injuries. I think that we need to keep an eye on uh, on the Raptors. It looks like Mark Gasol still gonna probably. Uh, you know, be dealing with his hamstring issue. I doubt he's going to play. Uh, it's still a little early. I don't think we have the news just yet, but keep your eye on it. I doubt he plays. Hamstring issues. Marcus Saul's a veteran. No reason to rush him going coming back. Rondé Hollis Jefferson still dealing with his ankle injury as well. Um, he sat out against Cleveland. It's the second half of a back-to-back, so uh, we will have to monitor him. That's the only thing we, we like really need to know about. Um, on Detroit, it's kind of the same thing over there. Andre Drummond played in that last one, so uh, we could just assume that he's going to be good to go in here. Luke Kennard is still out of the game, but we need to keep an eye on Markeith Morris, uh, and he's questionable due to an illness. So good chance that he might not be able to suit up. So where do you want to start with this one, Andrew? Uh, Let me start with Toronto. They played tonight. They had to work pretty hard to get a win over Cleveland, and... It's basically the same breakdown for me as the last slate. Um, Siakam and Ibaka are the guys I'm looking at primarily. And Ibaka is back under 7K on this slate. He's at 6.9. And I noticed in the two previous matchups this season, Ibaka was coming off the bench and he played excellent ball against Detroit. I think it might have something to do with wanting to show his old coach, Casey, uh, a, a thing or two because he's been outstanding. He went... 19-6-2 and two in the first outing. And then the second one, off the bench, he had 25-13-2. So at 6.9, if he has a, another game like that, he'll pay off value. So he's uh, probably the my favorite rap, Raptor on this slate. Siakam, I think, is a solid option as well at 8.2. Lowry at 7.2. Had another strong game here against Cleveland. So uh, that's probably about it for me on the Toronto side. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Lowry. I'm looking at uh, Ibaka. I mean, Ibaka, the $6,900 price tag, gives you a little sticker shock. You're not used to paying that much for him. But like you said, he played well in this matchup. And they're going to need his size. We always talk about it when teams go against you know bigger bodies like Andre Drummond. Um, he's such a prominent – it's not like they're going to start benching their best player. You know they're going to run him out there. The Raptors are going to have to adjust to that. Uh, and the only way they're going to be able to do so is by playing a lot of their size. So I have interest in Ibaka. I have interest in Lowry. Siakam, I've been playing him the past few nights, man. I've been getting burned. He's just, you know, getting close to that 5x return, but, you know, really struggling to capitalize on it. Is that big game coming soon? I think absolutely. It's absolutely right around the corner. Uh, but I'm going to start lowering my expectations for him until I do see it and uh, just scaling it back slightly. Uh, $8,200, more than a fair price tag, but I want to see one of those 50-point games before I keep investing 8K on a night-to-night basis on him uh, and getting that, like you know, like I said, that middling 4 or 5X return. Yeah, I can't blame you on that. Yeah, so I think it's going to be Lowry. It's going to be a Baca for me. Lowry's averaging 50 DK points in two games against the Pistons. Granted, one of those games did not have Van Vliet, but I still like the play. I still like his price tag at 7200 That's fair. Perfect. All right, brother. What about on the Detroit side? So uh, I know you talked about looking at Ibaka going against Drummond, but do you have any interest in Drummond? Well, I, I think it's a fine play. I don't think I'll go there much on this slate. I like some of the guards in the 9K range a little bit better. And he's had two excellent games, basically averaging 20 and 20 against Toronto, even with Gasol in the lineup. So like I said, I think he's a fine play. But if I play anybody on Detroit, I think it'll be one of the cheaper guys. If Marquise Morris is out, then I'll look at uh, I'll look at Christian Wood at 4.5. And I also like Reggie Jackson. He's still under 5K. And he's coming off the bench, but he got up to 26 minutes last game. Another strong performance with 23-3-5. And, and, you know, he's just been real strong since since coming back from injury. So he'll be in my player pool as well. 
Yeah, I mean, Drummond's absolutely destroyed the Raptors this season. It's kind of hard to like, you know, check and see what his what his totals are going against them and not have interest in them. When you see a guy's average at twenty at twenty, you have to keep him in your player pool. Now yep. that being said, I kind of I kind of touched on it with Coach. He's almost like you know I think he's starting to get mentally checked out, knowing that this deadline's approaching, knowing that he wants to be moved and everything like that. Because just if you look at the recent teams that he's had to go against, they can't get much better for a center. When you look at his past five games: Brooklyn, Cleveland, Brooklyn. Washington, Atlanta, and then even before that, it's Boston. So another team pretty you know poor against front courts, and uh, you know done well, but his highest game being fifty four DK points. So that's also you know kind of indicative. If we look at what Drummond was doing with Blake Griffin out in the earlier in the season, it was sixty, it was fifty five nightly. So you know I I don't know. Take that for what it's worth. Um, I don't know if it's worth much, Andrew. But uh, <laughs> no, know, I, I think that's something valuable. I noticed. It doesn't it yeah. doesn't get much easier as far as you know a string of matchups for a center. So it's something I noticed, and it's kind of something I'm keeping an eye on, you know. But this is a great matchup. I'm not gonna you know get here here it comes. Not gonna knock you if you do want to play him. I just don't know. I, I'm gonna keep him in the player pool. I just don't know if I'm gonna get there just quite yet. And uh, you know, that's kind of my stance on him. And then, no, I'm it's sorry, a very I think good I point. Cut you, I think I cut you off. You said you had some interest in some of the guards here too. Uh, just Reggie Jackson, um, not um, not Derrick Rose. You know he's over seven K. Um, I think he could have a fine game, but I'd rather take the savings here if I'm going to play anybody on Detroit and go with Reggie Jackson. Yeah, and the biggest thing with Jackson isn't necessarily his minutes; it's the usage. I mean, look at his last four games: minimum of thirteen shot attempts and fourteen in the three others. So. Uh, that's something you have to have interest in that four eight hundred that usage and the fact that you know there's a little upside baked in it if he does see a few more minutes that's always great it's like a little cherry on top um, lowest points twenty four that's more than five x value on his return with three games of at least thirty in that span of four games so I'm on it Brady Jackson's a rock solid play yeah all right all right buddy let's move on to the next game and this one was going to be a great game now it's going to be a terrible game. Me and Coach aren't too happy about this, so we're going to start it off. Luka Doncic turns his ankle during practice, going to miss at least the next two games. They're kind of basing it off an ankle sprain, saying it's similar to the one he received earlier in the year where he missed, I believe it was four games, 11 total days. Uh, that's, you know, practice days included. So um, I think that's probably something of what we can expect. You know, we don't really know too much. We'll probably find out more uh, after tomorrow, after they play. We get a little, you know, get Carlisle before and after the game and maybe say something about it. But Tim Hardaway Jr. is also questionable coming in, so they're gonna be uh they're gonna be shorthanded, man. So going to the going into Houston a little bit shorthanded. Uh that means yes, there's gonna be some value to open up. And um nobody's nobody's hurt over there in Houston. So, you know, how are we how are we approaching this game? Tell me how you're approaching this game. Um are you gonna still get some shares of Dallas even though, you know, they might struggle to stay in this one? Well, I I went and looked at the four games that Luca missed earlier in the season to break down the adjustments that Dallas made in the lineups and the distribution of the usage. And it was pretty clear to me that Brunson had a really big boost, as did Curry, as did Hardaway Jr., and Porzingis was strong as well. So those are the four guys I'm going to consider. And... You know, Brunson's only 3.8, so I think he is an excellent value play here. Curry is a little bit more expensive at 4.8, so I'm not quite as excited about that. But um, I'll, I'll look at all four of those Dallas guys. And, you know, the, the line is still up in Vegas. The over-under is still 239.5. Houston's favored by five. So, um you know, the folks out in Vegas are expecting it's still going to be high scoring. And I think those four guys I just named are going to be the, you know, key contributors to the scoring output. Most definitely. I think you, I think you said that very well. That was very uh, poetic. Elegant. Is a, is a good <laughs> I do way my to best. Describe that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very good point. It's still going to have a very high total, guys. Uh, even if this game gets out of hand, there's going to be guys that still can capitalize. Brunson's the obvious play. He's going to be the chalk. A lot of people are going to be playing him. Uh, no flaunt to him. Thirty eight hundred is a great price tag on DK. We, we're seeing him play heavy minutes. I think he worked himself up to a price tag of between six and sixty four hundred 
uh, during that span that Luka is out. So just a little apples to apples comparison of where he maybe should be priced compared to where he is right now and the kind of value that you're getting on him. So I will be, I will have interest in him. I mean, Curry, obviously, uh, especially if Tim Hardaway Jr. is out, 4800 isn't the best price tag, but there's still some value when you think about just the amount of usage that gets spread around with Luka being out, uh, also with Hardaway being out. And then Porzingis. 6800 is a fantastic price tag. Uh, the minutes, you know, they've, they've kind of been a little bit middling. We'd like to see higher than 25, 26. I believe a lot of those good games he was having with uh, Luca out. He was playing some pretty decent minutes as well. We we're kind of seeing him playing in the mid-30s. So that's something we're going to want to see. If, you know, if, if you're playing some of these guys on the other side, which we'll get to in a minute, you're going to want to run it back. It's that simple. Um, if you're playing nobody on the other side, on the Houston side, you can get away with maybe just playing like a one-off here, try to try to get that best value play um, on that Dallas side. So, you know, game script it, correlate it accordingly, and you know, just make sure that your plays just make sense, and that's how you're approaching it. Yeah, so what about over on Houston? Are you going to run it back with either of those studs? It's kind of hard to just not have interest in Westbrook. I'm not touching Harden, man, during this slump. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, this is rough. This is one of the worst slumps I've seen him in since you know him kind of hitting that next gear and taking his game to that next level. Um, it's definitely affecting him. Yes, yeah, slumps happen. He's going to break out of it. Obviously, it's going to happen. Um, but it's kind of hard to you know if it's just hard in betting on breaking out of his slump. I can do that. But now with Westbrook over there, there's another player that they could easily rely on. And, you know, on a night-to-night basis, the way he's playing, it's kind of hard not to have interest in him at 10-5. So I'll be looking at him. I'll be looking at a little bit of Clint Capella, just knowing that that Dallas front court is pretty soft. Um, you know, shout-out to Kobe. Have to, have, that's going to be my thing I think I'm doing for the rest of the year. Uh, I've got to call players just soft from now on. You know, that's one thing I used <laughs> to always love him doing, It's just calling people soft. And I heard that Lou Williams story. I cracked up when I read that. Did you see what he said? What, he threw the sneakers in the trash? Yeah, he said, you guys are too soft. You guys can't wear my sneakers. And he took them, <laughs> took them off their feet, man, right in front of them. That's cold. That's, uh, a, bold, that's a bold play. And you know what? They gave him their shoes, I bet. Not, not one of them said, you know, nah, you're not taking my shoes. They gave, they gave, they gave their shoes up quick. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, so their front court's soft. We've seen centers just kind of pound and abuse on them uh, night in and night out. Yes, the additional Willie Collestein's there, but... Capella already just decimated them earlier in the season. Talking about 20 and 20 games early, uh, he put one up himself against Dallas. Only 7,800, got 58 DK points in that first matchup. So I definitely have some interest there. I'll have some in Westbrook. It's probably where I'll leave it right there, though. Yeah, Westbrook for me is is certainly attractive. Uh, I am also going to wait on Harden to get back into the groove. Um, I noticed with Capella in the last game against Portland, it looks like he's struggling a little bit with the heel. Only ended up playing 17 minutes. Um, so I'm a little bit concerned about that. So we got to monitor the news here, see if that's still nagging him at all. Um, and then the other guy I might play would be Rivers at 4.3. He's been playing a little bit better. Uh, I'm not not a huge fan of that play. I mean, I'd much rather play Brunson at 3.8. So uh, that's about it for me with Houston. Very good point on Capello, too. Yeah, we're going to have to monitor that. 17 minutes in the last one. Uh, every report said that he came out feeling good. Um, but, you know, you can't lie about the eye test, Andrew. Uh, you know, we've seen we've seen time and time again, you know, just being able to watch the games and being able to kind of see with your own eyes how a guy looks rather than reading it is way more important. So I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad that's something that you noticed because I'm going to take that into account, especially when I'm looking at my ownership now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of want to, you know, leave it on the table where if I don't have that news, I'm going to kind of go in there thinking maybe he's going to be a little bit more limited. So look for the news. Look for, <clears throat> excuse me, that he's not going to be on any sort of restriction before overly investing into him. Right on. All right, man. Next game, Chicago Bulls traveling to Brooklyn, taking on the Nets. Uh, dude, I, don't, I, I almost want to make you do the Bulls because I think this is. No, I'll this take is, the Bulls. No, no, I want you to do their injury report. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just everybody's probable. Um, I didn't even. Well, I wrote down that Gafford is doubtful. Which I think actually is something to consider because I'm actually going to look at Felicio at 3.0, a guy I haven't played all season, but he played 30 minutes off the bench against Indiana in the last game. Um, and so there's there's a lot of guys on this slate, 9K and higher that I want to play. So I'm, I'm looking for 3K and 4K guys, 
And this is actually a game where I've got a bunch of them on both sides. So Felicio is an option for me if Gafford is out. Uh, Chandler Hutchinson played 28 minutes. He's only 3.6. I don't like him quite as much. I don't trust him. Uh, not that I really trust Felicio, but um, these are guys I'm considering. And then Thaddeus Young played 36 minutes. He's only 5K. So he's somebody who's a little bit more reliable. And Levine is 8.5. He's got the all-star snub. Uh, he scored 36 against Brooklyn earlier in the season. 8.5 price tag is is okay. So he's somebody I would consider. Yeah, and, uh, you know, pretty much pretty much right where I'm looking as far as Chicago, just to, you know, run through it real quick. Um, yes, we still have Marketing out. We still have Wendell Carter Jr. out. We still have Otto Porter out. Uh, Gafford, more likely, like you said, doubtful. Everybody else that's always on their injury report is always on their injury report, and they're all probable. That being Valentine, Archie Diacono, Chandler Hutchinson, Luke Cornett, Tomas Sadoransky. For some reason, Zach Levine's not on there. The one player that, you know, usually you put the stars on there every night, but they gave him the night off from being probable. <laughs> you know, it's tough to be probable 47 days in a row, so you gotta, right. gotta give a guy a day off once in a while. So uh, that's his night. <laughs> and then over on the Brooklyn side, uh, it looks uh, <laughs> it looks like that everybody's going to be good to go. Uh, no real major injuries over there, so... Uh, all right, now back to the Bulls away team. I think, you know, talking about the big men, uh, I want to talk you off of Felicio, but last time I you talked to No, I don't. I'm not going to. It's just because he's well, he the went, center against see, the he Nets. See, he went for – yeah, and he, exactly. It's against the Nets. He went for 11-8 and eight against Indiana. So, you know, it was, it's only 3K. I mean, he gets, he gets around that same spot. That's going to be 7K return. I mean, 7X return. Yeah, and that's all. Listen, if any other team, I would say don't ever play Felicio. I I talk right. bad about him. He's a guy. He's a terrible points per minute guy. All the nine, but it's a center. It's it's if he's going to get playing time against the Nets, I'm not going to talk you off. Will I end up there? Probably not, because I'll smack myself at the end of the night and say this is why you don't play Felicio. But I'm not right. going to talk you off of it. Not not with this scenario. <laughs> I'm still got PTSD from when I tried to talk, talk coach off of Javale McGee against the Nets, and look how that turned out. So, Who would have thought that the stars would be aligned on January 31st for Cristiano Felicio to, <laughs> to even be discussed? But that's where we are with all those injuries you know that what? you mentioned. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe we'll make that one of our coffee bets, try to get Miles hooked. Maybe, oh, maybe I'll have oh to go come on now. Let's not, let's not get crazy here. See, you know, yeah, see, <laughs> I'm not going to invest such a, such a prize on Felicio. Oh, I don't think I could I love do that. that. I love it cuz now now I want the listeners to know how I feel. That's those are the those are the ones coach shoots me. He's like, "Oh yeah, you know, Alan you mentioned Alan Crab. Yeah, you want right. to take you want to take it in the chicken soup?" I'm like, "Coach, you're killing me. I know I'm going to lose. <laughs> He's going in there. I'm shooting myself in the foot." So, no, no, no. You know, it's one of the guys you don't, you know, you want to play a little bit. You have somewhat confidence and but not a guy that you're willing to bet like you're going to put him in a cash lineup or in those single entry bullets or anything like that. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, I get I get what you're saying. But I'm with you. Levine makes sense. 8,500's played well in this matchup before. It's a little bit more of a fair price tag. We want to see him under that AK. There's that little all-star snub narrative. A uh, few guys that we're going to have to keep an eye on that you know deserve to be in it and didn't get in there. You touched on it. You know, Beal and Booker just locks, if you ask me. There's no doubt about it. Those guys are just – and Levine's playing so well, too. It's kind of hard to ignore him. I know that at the end of the day, there's only so many spots, but right. it's kind of hard to ignore those guys. Um you know, I'm going to be looking at. You got to take advantage of that front court, though. So, Thad Young is going to be in my player pool at 5K. I think that's still a fair price tag. He's a nice cash option where you pretty much know what you're getting from him. He's going to have one, you know, one out of every four or five games where he puts up a little bit more than 30 to 35. So, keep your eye on that. If there's a matchup that he could do it in, I suspect it's against Brooklyn. I do as well. All right, man. Anybody on Brooklyn? On Brooklyn, I'm, I'm going to look for value. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on Kyrie at 9K. Uh, you you always talk about a stronger Chicago defensive backcourt. Dinwiddie 7.5 is a, is a fair price. He had a nice game last time, but same thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna look elsewhere. I'm gonna try and cherry pick one of these 4K guys. Uh, Karis Levert is 4K, and that's just too cheap for him. He he only got 22 minutes and eight shots last game, but I think he'll have a um, you know, he'll have higher usage here. And you could play Harris. Uh, he's only 
So one of those potentially, or DeAndre Jordan's only 4.3 going up against Felicio, uh, also too cheap for him. So um, if you look again, here we are. We're back in that three and 4K range, Mike, where we got to load up on the possibilities for the tournament players. So those three guys are possibilities for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be uh, passing on Kyrie. Yep, same reason that you said. Chicago Bulls defense, their backcourt, it's been real. You see what they did to, you know, over there, I think it was to the Spurs. I mean, they just put the clamps. Derek White and Murray were, like, getting praise, playing great alongside each other. Pop saying, these guys look fantastic. we got to get in you know, the longer looks at playing them at the one and two. Uh, they roll into Chicago, and boy, did those guys get the clamps put on them quick. So the defense is real. I know those guys, we're not talking, you know, Chris Paul and Damon and Lillard getting shut down, but uh, they're a tough matchup, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm not picking on them. I'm going to be looking at Jordan, I think. You hit it 4,300, just a little too cheap. Uh, yeah, he's not going to come out here and play 30 or 35 minutes. Do they really even need him in this matchup? Probably not. Chicago would rather keep this game as small as possible, I'm sure. So, uh, you know, proceed with caution. But even in 18, 20 minutes at 4,300, Jordan can grab a double-double in limited minutes. We've seen him do that plenty of times. So I still, I'm keeping him in my player pool. Um, and that's probably where I'll, you know, I'll really draw the line. I think maybe a little interest in a guy like Prince um, is, is warranted. Just going to keep getting that, you know, high 20s, low 30s kind of minutes. Uh, and if I'm not targeting Chicago in their backcourt, it's probably because I'm looking at it in the front court. So give me the options at four and five. Okay. All right, man, let's move on. Next one, going to the 8 o'clock world. We have the Memphis Grizzlies traveling to uh, New Orleans, taking on the Pelicans. So this is going to be a fun game, man. These are the types of games I like. Tons of youth, tons of running, just a nice overall atmosphere. A few injuries that we need to monitor. Jaron Jackson Jr. was handed a nice one-game suspension for his altercation. Uh, in the Knicks role. So I, this is what I wanted to talk about. So before we get into any more injury news, man, how, what was your stance on that? How did you feel about uh, Alfred Payton basically laying the wood on Jay Crowder? Well, the, the funny thing is the first time I saw the, the highlights, I just saw the fact that Crowder was shooting the three and it was late and they were crushing them. And then it wasn't until somebody sent me a tweet with a little bit longer video that I saw that he'd stolen the ball right after the inbounds pass. And that's what kind of got me thinking, you know, I understand where Peyton was upset. I think, you know, to to steal the ball on the inbounds pass when you're up, what was it, like up by 16 or second with less than, up by 16 points or so with less than a minute to go and then run over and shoot a corner three. I, I, don't, I don't understand why Jay Crowder would do that. And he's, he's a veteran. I mean, he knows what he's doing. So I don't really blame Peyton for that. I'm kind of with you, man. Nothing wrong with protecting your turf. It's you know people can say, oh well, you should have played harder and everything else. Yeah, I mean, he's on the, he's on the goddamn Knicks, guys. Let's come on, cut the cut the guy a break. I mean, if he's, <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard to play for that franchise. You got to understand, there's frustration just being in in on that team at this point. Right. So not everything in that aspect, you know, that's not a free pass to go out there and start leveling guys like you're playing middle linebacker out there. But uh, <laughs> right, you know. Come on, everybody knows the written rules. It's 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 like thrown at a guy's head in baseball. It's there's certain things that you just don't do, and uh, you know running up the score in that kind of situation, stealing inbounds passes, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just not something you do. You know we we let it pass when it's a young guy. You touched on it being a veteran, and we've even let it seen passes when the team's down points. Like if you're getting blown out by twenty and you steal the inbound pass with three seconds left and you want to just go for a smack, we've seen that happen. And guys just kind of be like, all right, whatever, you're a loser, you lost the game. But uh, you know, this is something that you know I feel like it's a good precedent. Needed, yeah, needed to be set. The Knicks needed to show that there's still some life in there that they gotta they gotta play for something. And if it's not, uh, you know, for the team, they gotta play for their pride and that kind of aspect. So. There's gonna there's a few suspensions that were dolled out, uh, and Jaron Jackson Jr. being one of them. Surprisingly enough, looks like uh, Jay Crowder's able to play. From yeah, every, he's, he, he slid past somehow. <laughs> the guy, the guy, the guy in the altercation is able yep. to play. Uh, but DeAnthony Melton's also going to be doubtful for this contest, so we should see a couple more minutes open up on the wing. And then it's just the regular injuries that they've been dealing with: Kabokolo, Grayson Allen. Uh, both out, Iguodala getting, uh, you know, paid to sit at home, loving life right now. And then on the Pelican side of the ball, no 
injuries, man. Just the regular ones that they've been dealing with. Darius Miller's been out. Kenrich Williams. But the team is healthy, and they're looking explosive and fun, man. I'm loving watching this Pelicans team with Zion. You can't, you can't not like watching this kid play, doing some crazy things. I saw some crazy stat where he did something that like only David Robinson and Shaq was over, able to do over his first three games with his uh, shooting percentages, points, and rebounds. So looking forward to this game. I'm going to have some ownership in it, but let me hear your take on it. Yeah, well, you, you teed it up well. This is really going to be an exciting game. And primarily for me, because it's Zion, as you mentioned, against John Morant. First time these guys are going to get to match up in the NBA. They played together in AAU ball. So I think they're both going to have a little something extra in the tank. So I'll start over on the Memphis side. I do like Jaw here at 6.9. This is going to be a high-paced game. Its total is 241.5, and New Orleans favored by 4.5. I think it's the best game on the slate to stack, and we've got some reasonable prices. So... Jaw would be certainly be in the mix for me. He's four straight games over 35 fantasy points. Uh, Dylan Brooks, four straight over 30. He's priced at 6K. So, again, he's a little bit more of a cash play, I think, than a tournament play. But you got to look at Brandon Clark at 4.8. He should get a bunch more minutes with Triple J out. Um, Jay Crowder, you know, 4.5. I, I imagine he's going to come out with high energy after – everything that happened in New York. So uh, that's where I'm looking on Memphis. I even look, you could even look at Tyus Jones at 3.1. He got 20 minutes in the New York game. So, um, you know, if you're looking for different ways to stack it, those are the guys I would look at. And one other guy I want to mention is Josh Jackson. You remember him, the Jayhawk? He's back in the NBA. He got five minutes in that game in New York. He's minimum price. I haven't heard anything or have any reason to expect that he's going to get more minutes, but I just want to make sure our listeners are aware that he's back in the NBA and, um, you know, one of these days I imagine they'll give him some more run. Yeah, and for as big of a bonehead player that he is, and I mean bonehead player by, you know, off-the-court stuff and bad decision-making and all that, he's a great fantasy player. Like, the guy's a great point-per-minute type of guy. So uh, once we hear that he's going to get any sort of minutes, he's going to be a guy that I have interest in. Um, but, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. There's going to be some value that opens up in the front court, especially with Jaron Jackson Jr. out. So we have to have interest. And, in, you know, Brandon Clark at 4,800, I think, is going to be a very uh, solid but chalky play. A lot of people are going to be on him. No fault to them. Jabarant, fair price tag, 6,900. We know that this backcourt has been pretty good defensively. Two guys, Lonzo Ball, Drew Holiday. Two guys on, uh, on paper might not be showing up too great. But we know their actual skill sets. I don't know where you stand on it. I think that they're both pretty solid on-ball defenders. Not two guys I like to pick pick on, but this atmosphere, the game environment, the pace, everything else involved will keep them in my player pool. So for those reasons, I still have Morant in there. I'm going to be looking at Clark. Um, I, I've been playing a little bit of Tyus Jones. Have you been on him? He's been he's kind of been my secret squirrel I've been going with for the past few games, waiting for a little bit of a better game. A couple times throughout the year I have. I've, I've played a fair amount of him and Melton. And so with Melton doubtful, again, if he's out, then then uh, Tyus will be in my player pool. Yeah, that's, it's, it's been the Melton injury just because that, that gives me a little bit of built-in upside just in case Morant gets into foul trouble. I know it's going to Tyus Jones. I don't have to worry about Melton coming in and snacking a few extra minutes. So that's kind of my reasoning behind that one. So I'll keep him in there. He's going to be like my one-off in a, in a couple lineups. Not a lot. Basically, if you're building multiple GPPs, and you want to take a stab at somebody that's going to be super low-owned, he'd be a guy that you could do that with. Um, but what about on the Pelican side? You know, we got a ton of guys now. We have like, Basically, yeah. every guy in the starting lineup is now an option night in and night out, and it's, it's almost getting like a Boston Celtic kind of feel where it's, you know, it's, getting, it's going to be hard. You're going to want to pick the right guy. Any one of these guys can blow up on any single night. That's a great analogy. They are very similar to Boston. They've got basically four guys in that 7K range that – are attractive players to, to consider. So for me, on this night, I'm looking at Drew Holiday. He's the most expensive of that group at 8.1, but he was dominant against Memphis when these guys played earlier, and he had another strong game against Cleveland. So I think he's finally getting into the groove. You know, I think everybody's adjusting with Zion in the mix and kind of getting a feel for, you know, the new rotations and the new dynamic. So I think Drew is settling in. So he's my favorite Pelican here. Zion is is a little bit more than I like to spend at 7.0. But again, because of that narrative going up against John Morant, he's going to be my player pool. 
And then next would probably be Ingram, 7.4. But he and Lonzo have really seen the biggest hit in usage just in the last three games. The most shot attempts that Ingram has had was 13. And Lonzo hasn't had more than 10 shots since Zion started playing. So I'm down on those two a little bit more than I than I normally would be. And one other guy I might play for New Orleans is Redick at 4.0. It's a good point bringing up the shot attempts. It's a clear correlation since uh, Zion came into the lineup. And we kind of touched on this a little bit once what would be what this team would look like once he's in there. And you know, Ingram was getting 20 plus shot attempts on an average night. So yep. that had to come back. That was due for some regression once Zion came into the lineup. And we're kind of seeing a little bit of that. Um, I don't know if I'll get to Drew Holiday at 8100 just knowing that we have some other options that we can go do for a little bit cheaper, a little bit more expensive. I'm not going to cross them out of my player pool um, because of the matchup. Uh, also, I just wanted to touch on, you know, kind of getting pushed to the side because of the price tag, but uh, Derek Favors, you know, he's another guy, great point per minute guy, 5,500. I think the matchup's solid. Uh, they'll need his size going against Joe Val. So I'm going to be looking at Favors a little bit. Uh, I'm going to be looking at a little bit of Holiday. I want to play some Ingram. I really do. Um, but these shot attempts, man, they're tough. I love the price tag just because I'm thinking I'm getting that Ingram from the previous, you know, pre, uh, you know pre-Zion Ingram, but we're not. So I'm going to I'm gonna limit that, um, and I'm probably not going to get to Lonzo either. So I'm going to be looking at favors. I'm going to be looking at Zion, and I'm going to be looking at a little bit of Holiday. Um, and that might be it, man. I mean, you know, Josh Hart, 3,900. You know his, his minutes are going to be in the low 20s, mid-20s. He's, he's there for you if you need the value. Uh, got a decent floor, and you know he's got that ceiling. If he can get one of those bigger rebounding total games, is eight and thirteen in uh, two of the uh, past three games. So I'll have a little bit of upside and heart as well, or a little bit of interest. I'm sorry. Yeah, another good value option for sure. Those four K guys, you know we like our four K guys. Yes, we do. You got it. You got to know them. You got to love them. You got to get to know them. <laughs> I love it, man. Absolutely. So we're about halfway through. We got three games left to talk about. So just another quick reminder, guys, if you have a minute, please go give us a thumbs up, five stars, rate, review. Uh, we appreciate it, guys. It means to us. It's kind of allowed us to keep this content free, keep it in front of the paywall for you guys so that you can have it seven days a week. Um, and it is just something nice, man. We like to get that constructive criticism. We like to see that if there's any ways we can get better, how we can do it, what you guys love, what we can keep doing, um, and every little constructive criticism. Keep it up, guys. You guys are doing a great thing. You know, we, we ask it a lot from you guys when it comes to the rate and review. We you know annoy you every single night, uh, but you guys keep returning. So as long as you guys are keeping you know, keep doing what we ask, we're going to keep asking. It's that simple. So, uh, we thank you, and it's the, all about that three-step process. So, you know, after you give us a rate review, if you're not already, please go follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Apatria, M I K E A P O T R I A. You can find Andrew at Language Olympic, L A N G U A G E O L Y M P I C. You can find Coach at Joe Sarvati. It's J O E S A R V A D I. And you can find Miles at Miles sixty five sixty five. That's M Y L E S six five six five. I got that down now, man. Yeah. Down. Got them all memorized. I, I remember trying to say language Olympic really fast, spelling that out, and I would struggle. And I am a better speller since uh, we've done so many shows together. You made <laughs> me a better speller now, Andrew. Yes. Good stuff. All right. So let's continue with this. We got Denver traveling to Milwaukee. Take on the Bucks. This is uh, – this is that back-to-back we were talking about. So they're, they're getting the Jazz tonight. They're going to Milwaukee. Exactly. Uh, tomorrow night, and I say that because we, re- we recorded this the night before. So it's going to be a tough uh, – it's not a cakewalk matchup. Denver's still dealing with uh, plenty of injuries themselves. Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap, both those guys looking more likely like they're going to sit. They've been missing the past few games. Uh, Gary Harris sat out tonight's game, uh, and it was due to personal reasons. So we'll have to monitor that. It, you know, They didn't really say exactly what it is with them being on a back-to-back Decent chance he could sit out uh, another one, and then Mason Plumley is still going to be out. So that's what we're talking about over there on the Denver side of things. And then on Milwaukee, obviously the big news we're going to want to monitor would be Giannis. He's listed, he was listed as questionable uh, for Thursday's game. Uh, so we're going to have to we're going to have to monitor that. Or I'm sorry, for, uh, Friday's game. Look at this, I'm losing my mind over here. So he's, he's listed as questionable. We're going to want to monitor that. Obviously, that's the big news. We know that Bledsoe and Middleton, both of them exploded in that. 
Uh, we'd obviously get some decent value that would open up Giannis, just garner so much usage. And then Dante DiVincenzo also dealing with a sprained left ankle, so he's questionable for this game with George Hill being out. Uh, both those plays do matter. George Hill's dealing with hamstring strain, so there will be some minutes that open up in the backcourt um, if DiVincenzo's unable to play as well. So where are you at with this game? Uh, we're going to have to target this one, um, regardless of the injury news. This is going to be a fun one, fun actual basketball game to watch. I'm kind of liking the second half of the slate a little bit more than the first half, but tell me what you're thinking. Yeah, other than all that, other than what you just said, it's a pretty straightforward game, right? <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, question marks nah, whatsoever. No, nah, no, nah, it's almost like the Bulls injury report. You know, it's just completely <laughs> stock standard and normal. <laughs> yeah, so I, I agree. I mean, this one I think will be a fun one to watch. Two of the better teams in the NBA. Um, these they haven't played this year, so I went back and looked at the matchup they had last year in Milwaukee. And uh, just doing that for the listeners, because like you said, Mike, they're so supportive of us. So we, we, we go do the deep research for our listeners. And what I found from that one was that there wasn't much of a standout in terms of the fantasy that I, I think we need to kind of count on. Jokic, who only went 25 and 5, it was both teams were right around 100 points. So we've got Denver. I'm going to start with Denver. You know, they're coming in, as you mentioned, second night of a back-to-back, really tough back-to-back, playing those two good teams and then traveling. And they're facing Milwaukee, which is the number one defense in the NBA. So uh, I'm not going to go to Jokic. And in terms of playing any other Nuggets, I'm just going to wait and see what the news is. If Harris is playing, he's only 3.7. So I, I think you could consider him. And then all the other guys are a little bit cheaper than they were tonight. They're in that 5K range, so Barton is 5.8. You know, I think that's a fine play. Grant, 5.7. Porter, 5.4. Those are probably the three guys I would consider um, without knowing the news. But because of all those circumstances and Milwaukee's tough defense, I'm not going to play many Nuggets. Um, I'm going to want to wait to see exactly on the news. That's the big thing to monitor here. If Giannis sits, I have no problem going with Jokic at 9,400. I know that it's not going to be a direct correlation. It's not like Giannis guards Jokic all the time or anything like that. It's just that the Milwaukee's Bucks defense, it's very good even without him, but it's anchored by him. Um, that's a, that's a big, big indicator. And not to mention, it, it definitely bode well for Denver, having a tough back-to-back. Um, knowing that they can go against a Milwaukee team a little bit easier, knowing that their best player and the league's best player is not in the court. So that's going to be indicative of whether or not I'm playing Jokic. I don't mind playing Barton at 5,800. I like that price tag, knowing that all these injuries to the backcourt, he's going to have to handle the ball a lot more. Uh, if Gary Harris is ruled out, I think we could look at Malik Beasley, uh, solid value. Um, played a little bit of him tonight. We're going to have to wait and see how that winds out. It's only the uh, end of the first quarter right now. Um, I think it's about 23 to 21. Jazz are winning. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Beasley, he got in for five minutes so far in the first quarter. So he's getting some decent run. We should see Morris get plenty of run as well. Torrey Craig will get run. But I look for the upside guys. And generally, Torrey Craig, uh, not much of an upside guy. Kind of just a, if he's there, if you need him, don't feel great about him kind of play. Yeah, so then over on the Milwaukee side, um, certainly it would be huge if, if Giannis sits. I have a feeling he'll play, but um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. But you know, even Giannis, um, last year, because Denver is a slow pace and the total was around 200, he only he went for 29-12-6 against Denver. So, you know, coming back into the lineup, I don't necessarily see this being a 70-point Giannis night. Um so I, I don't think I'm going to play him, and if he's back, that's going to that's going to reduce my interest in Middleton and Bledsoe. They're both priced up after those monster games. Middleton at 8K, Bledsoe at 7.1. Um, if I was going to play one of them, I think I would actually Bledsoe. You know, especially with George Hill out. Um, you know, Bledsoe went for 23, five and five against them last year. He was just dominant against Washington. Uh, earlier this week. So Bledsoe, I'll, I'll take a look at. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, if he's healthy, he's 4.5. I think that's a good price tag. And then you've got, you know, the Flyers, if you want to go Wes Matthews at 3K, who I don't think I'll play. Pat Connaughton at 3K, if 
you know, if, if Dante sits, for example, you could look there. But again, you know, lower scoring game, I probably won't play many bucks either. I think it's just the heavy hitters. Uh, you touched on Bledsoe. You touched on Middleton. If Giannis is out, obviously both those guys fly into consideration after the big games. And uh, I'm a big fan. I always just plug in Ilyasova. If he's under 4K and Giannis sits, it's just a plug and play for me. Um, I'm okay with that. And uh, that's that's probably where I'll draw. I mean, Connaughton's probably the guy I'd look at if if we get the news that DiVincenzo can't play with Hill out. Both those guys, it's going to miss in time would open up some backcourt minutes. So I'd be looking at him. I think Corver would probably see a couple extra as well. Um, some decent value options near, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel if you need to use them. Don't feel a ton of confidence. Like you said, two tough defenses. Um, Got to take that into account. Yeah, I'm with you. If 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 Giannis is out, then I'll play Ilya Silva for sure. Just always a good return with Ilya Always. Silva. Always. I mean, so worse reliable. Could, the worse you're getting is the only is like reliable thing in fantasy. Really. I, I, I mean, mean, he's basically the most reliable thing it's, if Giannis it, is out. It's death. Taxes, Ilyasova. Ilyasova getting a 6x return minimum. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. All right, man. We got two two games left, uh, but there's no there's no shortage in entertainment on these last two games either, though. So we have OKC traveling to Phoenix, Thunder taking on the Suns. Uh, pretty good game environment. You talked about some snub narrative possibly being in here. Uh, looks like this uh, Thunder team's pretty much full bore, all healthy. We don't have to worry about anything on that um, except for, you know, the regular guys being limited due to their health, but they're playing. So that's a good sign. And then the same thing could be said over there. The Suns, just Cam Johnson, Aaron Baines, Frank Kaminsky, all still out. Those guys have been out, though. So we pretty much know what to assume, and all the prices are already uh, you know, reflecting accordingly. So how are you approaching this one, and where would you like to start? Let me start with that snub, and it's Booker. And I, I feel for the guy. Um, I really don't think he should get penalized for the fact that he's on Phoenix – you know, he can't control who else is on the roster. And I think the one surprise for me, I, I got to mention this, is that Chris Paul is on the team. And so I pull up their numbers. And Devin Booker this year, he's averaging 27 points, four rebounds, 6.4 assists. All right, so he's t- he's number eight in scoring, and he's number 19 in assists. And he got pushed to the side so Chris Chris Paul could be on the team. Chris Paul is only averaging 6.5 assists, so 0.1 assist more, but 10 points less. He's only averaging 17 points. So yeah, you know, OKC is, you know, having a surprising season, strong strong win-loss record, but uh, I think that's just tough for Booker, and I think he's going to come out with a vengeance. 9.1 is expensive, but he has scored 32 actual points in six of the last eight games. So he's been hot already. Um, the only thing that concerns me is they did a good job defending him last time. In December they played. He only scored 18 points. He only took 11 shots. But if you remember, there was that stretch where Rubio was just soaking up all the usage and Booker wasn't getting as much of it. And, uh, you know, that's flipped around now. But, you know... Basically, I'm I'm ready to go with him, you know. Unless you can talk me out of it, um, I, I think he's going to be fired up. I can't talk you out of it. I'm not okay. gonna, I can't do that. Right. Uh, okay, I'm good. ignoring I'm ignoring that previous matchup, like you said. Only 11 shot attempts. Only played 27 minutes. None of that is Booker esque. Right. So uh, I'm going to take consider that um, out of the norm and consider him taking 20 shot attempts and just like you said, playing with that fire. Uh, looking for that all-star snub kind of narrative in this one. Even if you want to take the narrative out of it, 9100 still a fair price tag. Like you said, the guy's just been cooking over the past few games, 30-plus actual points, and would you say six out of the past eight? You can't yeah. ignore that. That's worth 9100 in its own, plus the narrative being involved, uh, You know, getting some later exposure to one of the later games. There's a lot of ways that you can look at this one. So Booker's in play for all those. Uh, I don't think I'll be playing Aiton. Don't like to target Steven Adams, even though he's a little hobbled. He doesn't look right. All that being said, 8300 is a fair price tag, but I just don't think I'll end up on there. Uh, mild interest in Ubre, 6300 starting to get down there in price. Uh, you know, Ubre is kind of just, again, if you want to compare him to somebody, his game just reminds me a lot of, like, Tobias Harris. Very similar types of players, very similar types of attributes, uh, and very similar types of returns. You're either getting, you know, 40-plus or you're getting 26. So 
6,300 though. I don't, I don't mind taking shots on him in tournament. Maybe not as much cash games, but I wanted to ask you, what do you think about this rookie Rubio price tag? 5,900. Yeah. On that. That's, that seems like it's a little low. I mean, you know, he's, he's kind of been a little down over the past week or two, but, uh, you know, this could be a bounce back spot. What do you think? I don't know. He, he played well in the first time these teams played. Yeah, he did. I, I think it was, you know, in that stretch where he was on a real roll there for quite a while. And like you said, he's been down lately. Um, it is attractive for Rubio, that 5.9. But I, I don't want to play both of these guys together. And I do I do prefer Booker. So I, I don't think I'm going to play him. You know, if I make 10 lineups and I have seven or eight shares of Booker, then maybe I'll play one with Rubio just in case. Um but the other guy I think I would look at is Mikhail Bridges, 4.2. You mentioned that Cam, Cam Johnson is going to be out again. And his minutes have been really strong with Johnson out of the lineup. He actually started in the last game, went 13-2-6. and six. So I'm going to have a couple shares of Bridges. Yeah, and I think that him starting might be something that we continue to see, even with you know Cam healthy. It just looks like he uh, you know, usurped uh, Sarge's minutes. Sarge just kind of working himself into the doghouse over there, being more matchup right. dependent when they need him going against guys like Indiana or Cleveland. Uh, he might make a little bit more sense. But otherwise, I think we can expect him to take a backseat to uh, you know, a guy like, like Bridges. And Bridges, when you look at the matchup, he can easily defend a guy like Gallinari. Gallinari is a seven-footer with length, but he's also you know shifty for a big guy. He's quick. Mm-hmm. That, and he, and he can give a guy like Sarge problems and really take advantage of that on the wing. So. Um, I think I have a little bit more interest in Rubio than you. I'm, I'm, you know, okay. I'm, I'm kind of with you as far as you know. If you're taking a stance, if you're only playing one of Booker uh, and Rubio, you know, it doesn't make sense necessarily playing those guys in the same lineup. But I'm not going to ignore that price tag. I think that's a very, very friendly price tag at 5,900. If I'm playing 10 lineups, like you said, um, I'd probably look to have Booker in about you know 50 percent, five of them. Um, okay. Maybe four or five of them, and then I'd have Rubio in probably about two or three. So, you know, kind of keeping it in line. And then, you know, I'd probably have a couple of shares where if I play neither one of those guys, I'd, I'd reserve those last two lineups or maybe like one Ubre, uh, you know, maybe one with Ubre and Rubio kind of getting a little exposure in case, you know, Booker has one of those struggle from the field kind of games. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's kind of, you know, I, I that's probably it. That's all I'm really looking at at the Phoenix side. Um OKC, though, talking about some friendly price tags, we're seeing a lot of these guys see a little bit of a decrease. Who are you looking at over on the OKC? And uh, kind of always tough, again, trying to decipher which guys we want to target in that backcourt. Yeah, you're right. Those three guards we always talk about are down in the 6K range. So I'm looking at Shea, uh, 6.7. He was excellent against these guys in the first matchup. Played really well in the last game against Sacramento, I believe. Um so it's a little bit cheap for Shea. Uh, I'll, I'll take a look at him. Schroeder, can't go wrong with him at 6.6. Again, did well in this matchup. Uh, so I like both of those guys. And then I want to mention, again, uh, you know, for the listeners who haven't paid attention to him, Dort got a start uh, with Ferguson out. And he's going to be – Ferguson's going to be out again. Dort is 3.5. He hit five three-pointers in the last game. So – you know, if you want to get a low-owned value play and you play tournaments and you want somebody that, you know, not everybody in the in the field is going to be looking at, uh, I think he's somebody you can consider. I don't know. I don't think I'll get it there. I'm just uh, – really good game in the last one, but 8 of 12 from the field. He hit 5 of 6 for the three-point. I, I don't think I can – you know, expect him to have eight, you know, twelve shot attempts again. When we look at some of the other games he's been playing, 20, similar minutes, so you're looking at five or six shot attempts. So he almost doubled his regular shot attempts and just shot really well from the field. So he got hot. Um, I'm gonna track that one up. But 3,500, I won't knock it if you want to take a few shots at him. When a guy, anytime you want to take a shot at anybody 3,500 or less, I see your reasoning. And if you're playing a guy that cheap, it means you're getting all the studs that you want. So uh, if you want to take shots on that in tournaments only. Uh, not going to knock you, but it's the backcourt for me. All these guys played well. Every single one of them, all three of them played well in the first matchup. So uh, kind of hard to eliminate any just based on previous matchups. So we're going to have to throw that that narrative kind of out the window and just look at it based on a, a straight, you know, who's across from each other kind of scenario. So that's why I kind of like Shea. You touched on him before. He's in a good spot. Schroeder should continue getting that bench usage. Um, I'm probably going to be looking at, if I had to rank the three guards, I'd probably rank it Shea number one. Uh, Chris Paul would probably be the number one for cash games. 
And then um, I'd probably, because I'm a tournament player, I'd have Schroeder ranked number two, Chris Paul ranked number three um, as far as tournaments. That's kind of the, my approach. So we go Shea, Schroeder, Paul tournaments, Shea, Paul, Schroeder, Cash. Yeah, I'll, uh, that very, very uh, nice breakdown. I like the rankings. I'll leave the cash rankings to you and Coach uh, for tournaments. I'm On this slate, I am also going Shea, Schroeder, and Paul. Love it, dude. Right on the same page. Yes, sir. No uh, no Adams uh, for either one of us. 4900 It's a little bit of an enticing price tag. It's the lowest that we've seen him uh, in quite some time. I mean, he's dropping down from 55 to 49 Guy that was like 6700 only about a week ago. So uh, where are you at with Adams, though? Mike, I wouldn't knock you if you wanted to play him. I, I, <laughs> How about that? I, pre- I appreciate you. I appreciate that, and I appreciate you, my good friend. You know, it's always good not to get knocked once in a while. Uh, I'm always out here not knocking everybody else, and I need to be not knocked once in a while. So it's I, a good I, rule of thumb to try to follow, really. You, know, you got to not knock your friends up the side of the head once in a while and let them know, <laughs> you know not to knock it. So uh, I like that, man. Knock on wood. How's that? Right. Uh, I'm with you. 4900 it's a very enticing price tag, and I'm not going to knock anyone if they want to take a few shots at them. Uh, you know, nice way to round out your lineup on DK if you maybe want to get two centers. Still get some exposure to this side of the ball. You don't have any of those guards. Uh Pretty decent option for you. All right, man. Last game of the night. Uh, before we jump into it, just another reminder. Please go check out mybookie.ag. Use promo code TODAY. That's T-O-D-A-Y. For up to a 50% deposit match up to $2,000 or up to $1,000. So you deposit $2,000. We'll give you a free grand. Uh, that's it. Free grand from mybookie just for using the promo code T-O-D-A-Y. Uh, if you deposit $2,000, but you don't need to deposit that much. You can do 100 bucks and get a free 50 Either way, you're getting free money. Go check them out and play with them and use the fuel that we offer. Uh, and that's, you know, the fuel that Hawaiian Isles offers us. So we talk about it. We recommend it. We stand by it. The gold clip, the blends, the light roast, the dark roast, it's all just fantastic. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to ignore at this point. I mean, we've talked about it enough where if you haven't tried it, I don't know what you're doing anymore. You must not like coffee. Uh, things that taste good, things that make you feel good. And if you don't use the promo code today, if you go to my, mybookie.ag, then we are going to knock you. That just doesn't make any sense. See, that's the one <laughs> thing that, you know, I, I love the crew that we have over here. There's, it's the one thing that I just, it, it scares me, man. I got to wonder about Miles. I'm like, dude, how do you not drink coffee? Are you like a hey, serial killer? I got to ask him that. Like, I don't know if it's like a Canadian thing, oh, a Western time zone thing. The jab, the national jab throne. No, it's not. It's like maybe it's maybe there's something up there that we don't know about that we drinking, need to discover. Are I you mean, guys drinking maple syrup? Is that what's It could going be. Is it, hey. I'm not going to knock anybody who wants a little extra syrup either. <laughs> uh, no, listen, you're up there. You're up there in the uh, the northern right tucked away corner of the country. So Yeah, we love our syrup. We, we, we already know you're a syrup guy. No, no jabs. I'm just, I'm just joking <laughs> with Miles. You know, throwing a, throwing a little shade for some fun. But we're going to get him on that coffee bandwagon. I'm going I'm to beat your Cristiano Feliciana. Uh, we won't, we're beating the horse, but we got one game left. It's the late game hammer. It's going to be the emotional game of the night. It's going to be the first game that the Lakers are expecting to play since the tragic passing of Kobe and Gigi. So a lot of emotions will be spiraling around in this game. Uh, one game that I'm definitely going to be tuned in on. And I'm sure 95% of America will be staying up late. If you work on Saturday morning, write your, write your coach or, or your Boston note. Uh, and just tell them to you know suck it at this point because you're staying up late and you're watching this game and I'd be shocked if you don't. It's that it's just going to be one of those ones that you you're going to probably remember for the rest of your life if you watch it. It's just the emotion, the atmosphere, the pregame routine. Um, it's don't don't miss it, guys. Tune in. But uh, I, we'll start with the injury news on the Portland side of the ball. Damian Lillard coming off of his first triple double. That's that's pretty that's pretty nice. But um, Carmelo Anthony is away from the team right now, so he's uh, he's officially been ruled out. He's not going to be with them. Nurk is still out. And then the regular injuries, Rodney Hood, Collins, the BCA, all of them are all out as well. Probably not getting them back for quite some time. And then on the Lakers side of the ball, uh, we got Anthony Davis, questionable as usual. Same injury, so I think we could pretty much anticipate him playing at this point. He's been questionable about that injury and playing. Uh, JaVale McGee dealing with that illness, but he's looking like he's ready to suit back up. And Alex Caruso is also questionable. He's dealing with some neck soreness. So we'll have to monitor his uh, availability as well. So how are you attacking this game? And where would you like to start, Andrew? Well, it starts for me with Damian Lillard. And you mentioned that it's going to be a memorable night, emotional night. 
and Lillard was friends with Kobe, um, and he's been just absolutely dominant lately. What a stretch. Four straight games over 70 fantasy points. I mean, this guy is just phenomenal. Not even 10K. He's not even 10K. And, you know, he'll shoot from 30 feet out like he's shooting from 25, 24. He's just unstoppable. Um, So I think he's going to rise to the occasion again. Um, You know, he's had two strong games against L.A. earlier in the season. So um, he's going to be one of my core plays for sure. And, you know, that's why I've been stressing all these 3 and 4K value plays because I want to play him. I want to play Booker. So uh, he's going to be my lineup. Hassan Whiteside, 8.4 is is an okay price. Um, I, I think he'll do well. Um, but to me, I, I may not have enough money to get him in most of my lineups. I think Ariza is worth considering at 5.0 with Melo out. Might get a few extra shots. And then Gary Trent Jr., I think, is one more guy to consider. 3.8. Uh, he got 26 minutes in the last game with Melo playing. So I think you could look at him if you need a value play. That's a good call. Um, yeah, man, we can't ignore Lillard. 9900 is a fantastic price tag. Listen, I've been the first person saying that he's due to regress with all these guys, you know, uh, McCollum back in the lineup and all this. But this dude's just playing in rare form. He's hot, man. He's hot. Um, when when push comes to shove, uh, just looking at this game as a whole, I think I'd probably rather prefer to play LeBron James over him. Okay. Um, you know, am I going to regret that when the night's said and done? I might. I mean, there's. I, it wouldn't shock me if Lillard goes out there and just blows the roof off the doors again. If that makes any sense, is that another one of my sayings? Can we trademark that? Blows I think we roof, can trademark that. Blows the roof off the doors. Just, I think that's what happens. My brain and mouth just at this late at night. It just combined and it just spews garbage, uh, and, I, and I combine things. So, blow, you know, that's kind of my approach. McCollum's price tag, I don't want to ignore that either, though. 6,400, two straight games of almost 40 DK points. That's some great value. Uh, probably won't get the white side at 8,400. We touched on a few other centers. Just knowing that L.A., their front court, I mean, they're great defense all around. We look at every single position, but they can throw a lot of bodies in their front court. At, uh, you know, being JaVale, being Howard, being Davis, a lot of those guys can easily uh, protect the paint, protect the rim from white side. Not like white side has the ability to really stretch the floor too much. So uh, that's kind of my approach. I think Ariza is a solid option. Should play a good amount of time at the four. Um, but they're going to struggle, man. They're going to struggle to have anybody that really contain Anthony Davis without their size. This is going to be a tough matchup for them. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of on the on the on the wagon of just saying like, you know, proceed with caution with a lot of these Portland guys. I think this is going to be a very tough game for them because of the circumstances or just the defensive matchup. Just the defensive matchup. I mean, the circumstances are one thing. I'm not going to really even try to you know peg that narrative too too much. Um, I think you you know a lot of the times when you when you talk about especially something this big of of uh, ramification like this big of emotional uh, thing it's not like just any other narrative that we could just take into account where you're saying this guy's going to play with a lot of emotion all this and you know you we could say that and I've been trying to peg those guys you know I thought it might have been Kyrie going against the Pistons but it's also so much emotion that you, it can be said in the complete other light where it's gonna, it's hard for these guys to play through um, they could have worse games because of it so. I'm I'm kind of just looking at it from a pure defensive standpoint. I think this is going to be a tough matchup. If the Lakers just want to go to Anthony Davis in the post, he can easily have his way with this game. Yeah, so um, in terms of the Lakers, it sounds like you're um, a little bit more on LeBron than I am. Um, I just think that's the one That's the one thing where with this narrative, um, I'm willing to take it to account that LeBron just wants to make a, just an absolute statement right here. Yeah, I, I could just see that it being in LA, uh, them needing the night off. Like you know, this is something LA needs. I feel they need they need a big game from LeBron, and I feel like that's something that he's kind of always been that player. When the time's right, he wants it on his shoulder, um, and he's a guy that we've seen time and time again put an entire city on his shoulder. So I think he's going to be willing to kind of take that approach into this night. Um, and, and that's the approach I'm taking. So, and I and even with all that taken out of the account, it's LeBron James at ten three. It's a fair price tag, and we know what to expect from him on a night to night basis. Yeah, really crazy situations. Not, not only all the emotions, but the fact that they haven't played since Saturday. So you're right. I mean, he could go for seventy five fantasy points. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Just rising to the occasion. 
I guess the one thing I can say is I, w- I would rather play LeBron than AD. I, I don't think I'll get to AD. If I'm going to spend up over there, I'll go with LeBron. And then in terms of the rest of the roster, uh, again, all I'm looking at is is a value play. If if Caruso doesn't play, maybe Rondo at 3.6. Um, Kuzma is only 3.9. And you know he had 27 minutes against Philly. I think that's a little cheap for him. And then JaVale McGee. Might as well, whenever we can touch on him, we might as well. Coming back into the lineup, 3.8, he'll need to play some minutes against Whiteside. I think he's going to be low-owned, and uh, I, I don't think he's a bad play at all. No, and he's, you know, he was dealing with an illness, so the you know the time off could could only help him uh, you know, kind of get over that illness. So I have no issues looking at JaVale. I'll be looking at LeBron. I'll have modest, modest shares of Davis for, you know, every – Three or four times I play LeBron, I'll probably play Davis once. Um, that kind of that kind of situation. So that's that's going to be my approach. I don't really look at anybody else over here. Howard's still a little bit fair price, forty six hundred, but uh, I'd rather take advantage of Javel's price tag uh, being almost eight hundred dollars cheaper. Yep, me as well. All right, buddy, that is it. That is all seven games. Little over an hour, so. Uh, we got through it though. We got through it. It's a nice little card. I think a lot of people could take advantage of it. We're a lot of news to monitor, so I wish we could have gave you guys a little bit more. But we're going to be waiting on a lot of this, uh, and a lot of it's not even listed on the injury report yet. So some of the guys that you know, like the personal reasons, the like Gary Harris is that we just have no real inclination on what is going on over there. So we tried to break it down the best that we could and kind of give you guys multiple different scenarios to keep an eye on, but. Like we said, this is the first step of that process. This is building your show lineups, getting all the information, marking your notes, and then we're monitoring the news. We're adjusting. We're making the right moves throughout the day. We're following the host. We're going into the hoop ball forums, looking at what Andy's got going on over there, giving us those injury updates. And then you're also going on hoop ball game, and you're checking the lines. You're doing everything. So we got you guys covered on every single aspect. Uh, all we ask is that you, if you could, please just go give us that five stars, that thumbs up, that rate and review, uh, and then follow our host. That's that's it, man. So um, I will I will be on tomorrow night with uh, Coach, I believe. So it'll be me and Coach breaking down tomorrow night. And then you will be on Saturday, I believe, with Miles. Am I getting that right? That's right. Uh, Miles and I will have the Super Bowl Sunday slate. Ooh. Oh. And that's actually a really fun slate to have too, man, because you got to yeah, understand. Oh, I, I, I love those days because there's an edge to be had. Everybody focusing on what? what's going on around them the super bowl drinking some beers all of a sudden they're getting drunk they're making lineups uh it's definitely a way that you could take advantage of just you know everybody else kind of have their attention focused elsewhere and not putting their time into dfs nba that's what we do we we zero in on the plays all right man any uh final words you want to close this out with no but like, like you said i think it's going to be a terrific game to watch that portland lakers game and if you can if you got league pass Make sure you tune in to Memphis and New Orleans at 8. I think the rookies are going to put on a show at the beginning of the night. Yeah, those are the two games I'll be watching. I mean, Dallas will be on at 7.30, but without Luka, I'll probably just go straight to that Memphis game, man. I just want, yep. to, I want to watch those young kids. I, I'm yep. really looking forward to that. And Yeah, seriously, if you're an NBA fan, uh, tune, into that other, tune into that Laker game at the end of the night. I mean, it's something you won't regret. You won't. You'll be happy you, you sacrificed a few hours of sleep uh, to, to kind of get your eyes on that one. It's one that you'll never forget. No so, doubt. We'll leave it there, guys. Thank you for listening. We will catch you guys tomorrow. And as always, go out there and just absolutely crush it. See you later, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.